0: Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned, and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life, for life. I don't want to waste a lot of time, but I want us to go straight into the Word of God this morning. I want to start by, by something very, very random. I want to start by asking a very, very random question. Um, it's not something that I spend a lot of time thinking about, but it's something that sometimes we don't even take time to. I try to understand how things go around us, on how things are, 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 are why they are, why we are the way we are, why things are the way they are. I want to start by asking a very random question here. Um, stay with me. I think uh, I'm hoping that by the end of the of the service we'll be we'll be heading towards something. Have you ever wondered how we build perceptions, beliefs, and opinions, or views on so many things that happens to our lives? Have you ever wondered how how do we get to a position where we hold certain very strong views, or certain beliefs or, or certain opinions or certain views, on many, 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 many things that affect our lives. I, I know personally I've got certain strong views on certain things that happen in my life or that 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 influence or shape the way I react. Sometimes the way that I see things, the way that I interpret things, the way that um I I, I, I just I just interact with other people. I, I, I hold certain views on certain things. It's, it's, it's one of those questions that sometimes we, we, we don't take time to try to ask it ourselves. But there certain things that influence how we think, how we perceive things, how we hold certain beliefs, and how we hold certain opinions. What I'm trying to say is, every one of us, whether we know it or we don't, there are certain views and there certain beliefs and perceptions that we hold and one of the things that influences those things is, uh, is, is education, and the thing that I want to talk so much about is is experience. I will explain what I mean by that experience. So, our perceptions, our belief, our beliefs and opinions, and views in many aspects of life are usually an outcome of our experience or other people's experiences. So I know there's so many other things that influence that, but today I want us to to concentrate on how experience influences our thinking, how experience influences our perception, our opinions, our views on certain things. Now, this is not just our own experiences, my experiences, but it's also experiences that other people go through now this is why you see there's so much of a rift especially when you look at the relationships between parent and child environments like this we have in the UK it is because the experiences that our parents went through are so much different from the experiences that our young people are going through in this season in these environments in this time that's why you see there is never there's always tension between those two groups of people young people hold certain views and opinions on certain things parents hold certain views opinions and beliefs on certain things because of different experiences Now, I grew up in Zimbabwe and I hold certain views because of my experience of growing up in Zimbabwe. If I'm to be compared with someone of my age who grew up in a different environment, they hold certain views because of their environment, because of their experience, or because of the experience of the people that are around them. Now, this is very important for us, especially in this in, in, in what I'm trying to get at this morning, in that our perceptions on many aspects of our lives are usually an outcome of our experiences or are the experiences of other people. So how we think, how we, how we perceive things is usually influenced by what we have gone through or the stories of what we have heard of our people, our friends, our relatives, in terms of what they have gone through. So as we grow, as we develop in this life, we start developing these perceptions. Obviously we go to school, school teaches us other things, but I want us to zero in on these experiences that we we slowly develop some opinions, some ideas, some perceptions, some some of views very strong indeed because of those experiences. Now this is very important for us uh, to to understand, I want to contextualize this. Right. What I'm saying is how we view certain things of life. For example, my understanding of relationships, my understanding of the value of money, my understanding and perception of success, how I view failure, how I deal with uh, with work. Uh, if you want to take it globally, how how people view or perceive uh, concepts like justice, uh, concepts like fairness, concepts like equality, how young people express themselves, how certain people hold very strong personal and political opinions on certain things, uh, the value of education, how we behave, how we act in the presence of other people, so many aspects of life, there is a result to a large extent of our experience or other people's experiences. We need to get that right. In other words, we're saying what we have either experienced ourselves or what others have experienced, what others have grown up seeing, or what we have grown up seeing, feeling, doing, affects the way we hold certain views, certain uh, positions, certain uh, opinions, uh, 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 certain c- c- certain beliefs on a number, a number of things. So young people can hold certain views in terms of their. Perception of entitlement. Now, people who have, young people who've grown up in this environment, maybe because they've lived in a life where everything is always available, so at the back of their minds, it becomes obvious that everything that is needs to be provided to them should always be available because they've developed a perception that they're entitled to certain things. They've never lived a life of lack. They've never lived a life where they struggle to get things. So in their minds, it's very normal to be entitled to certain things because they've never experienced the lack. So this is one of the things that I'm trying to, to explain here to say, our understanding, our beliefs, our opinions on so many things in life are uh, is a result of either my experiences Or other people's experiences. Are we together? So, so many views, so many beliefs that we have are as a result of those experiences that we've gone through. I've said it's not just experience that influences that. Education does that. So many things do that, but I want us to zero in on the impact of experience in terms of its influence on our beliefs, opinions, views on certain things, certain aspects of our life. Right. So I talked about young people who uh, have got a different understanding of freedom. Young people have got a different understanding or perception of the value of education, a different understanding of relationships, uh, particularly with their parents, and and, and so many things that, that, that happen around them. Uh, even adults as well, we've got a different understanding, a different opinion, different uh, views in terms of what success means to us. If I want to take it to a broader context, the world has got so many opinions, so many views in terms of what equality means, what justice is, what freedom is, what fairness is sometimes some of these things are as a result of the experiences of people in different kinds of the world, in different aspects, in different environments, and people formulate these opinions and they become so strong in times that they hold so strong those values and they are not moved or swayed by anything that happens around them. Fair enough. But what is the key point that I want us to mention on, or the key thing that I want us to zero in from, having said all this, trying to answer the question that I asked at the beginning. What I'm trying to say is, at this point, is what we go through, or what other people go through, which is their experience, influences their perceptions, their beliefs or opinions. In other words, what we go through, what other people go through, the experience helps to shape opinions. In other words, it influences the outcome of their opinions. So when people hold certain things, when people start talking, if you want to understand people, uh, sometimes wait until they start talking, try try to get their, their point of view, to get an idea of their upbringing you get to understand their their the way of looking at life when people start expressing or getting an insight into their perception and views then you realize oh these people may have been exposed to certain things because 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 normally uh the perceptions the opinions the views are an outcome of lived experience and it's come outcome of things that people have either maybe, Experienced at certain points of their life, or they've had other people uh, in their family, in their communities, who have gone through this, those 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 circumstances, those experiences, and they help to shape how they think and how they 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 they, they do things uh, or how they look at things going forward from uh, from from that point. Now, based on what I've mentioned above. I'm sure you can all agree with me that um, experience is very, very important in determining the outcome of our opinions. In other words, experience, what we experience is quite, quite important in determining the outcome of our behavior, in determining the outcome of our positions, in determining the outcome of our views on certain things. So experience becomes a very, very important thing experience becomes a very 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 important thing especially because of what it influences so if you go through certain experiences what becomes out of that experience becomes very important and people can easily 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 have an idea of your experience people can easily have an idea of what other people around you have gone through Based on your perceptions, based on your beliefs, based on your opinions, it doesn't take us uh, uh, science or something so majestic and so out of this world to have an understanding of someone's lived experience by just looking at their perceptions, beliefs, and opinions. You can easily tell. Mm, I think this person had this kind of lifestyle. I think this person had this kind of experience in in, in their life. So what does this mean? So in so many instances, it becomes very easy to predict people's experiences based on their perceptions, beliefs, and opinions. It becomes very easy, especially those who, who, who... who are in psychology, they they can tell your your kind of experiences. When you go for psychological counselling and all those other things, all they're trying to pull out from you is to to have an idea of your experiences so that they can determine why you hold certain views, why you're experiencing what you're experiencing, because they'll have an idea of what you've gone through. So whether there are certain things in our experience or, or... or this, this, the things in our experience or things that are not in our experience, it will all be revealed in how we hold certain views and beliefs um, on certain things of life. So whether this, there were things that we had, whether we, we we were exposed to so much money when we were growing up or we were not, uh, whether we were exposed to, to so much uh, to good schools or whether we were exposed to uh, domestic violence, uh, whether we were exposed to very strong religious practices, whether we we're, 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 were exposed to our experience was there's a certain way of behavior that we needed to, to, to do, do in certain environments. It all becomes very clear uh, uh, when people look or when people see, when people view your perceptions, when people view your beliefs on certain things of life. Now, I want us to look at how this all links to what we are going to be talking about today. Uh, I really struggled uh, when I was trying to come up with the title of this message, but I realized that we have been talking about um, contending in the past uh, few weeks with Pastor Danny, and I think the last one we did was contending for the next level, and I decided to call uh, this uh, this message as a follow-up to what Pastor Danny was talking about, and I decided to call it contending for the Pentecost experience. Now, this is very interesting when I I look at this, especially when we are going into our text, in terms of um, understanding what happened during the Pentecost experience and how it affects, how it impacts, and how it links so much to what we'll be talking uh, about, about today. So there's something very, very significant uh, when I was reading the Word of God that I picked up uh, from the Pentecost event, which is recorded by Luke in chapter two, uh, and I found very interesting parallels from 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 from, uh, from that text, and something that that really spoke to me, and uh, and and um, helped me to have a deeper understanding in terms of the importance of an experience and how it influences our opinions, how it influences our beliefs, how it influences the outcome of so many things that happen to our lives. Um, Without wasting a lot of time, I want us to, to go into the word of God in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 13, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. Uh, uh allow me to read uh, uh, the whole uh, script uh, from 1 to 13. I know it's a bit longer text, but please just bear with me. Uh, I won't spend a lot of your time this morning. We should be done in the next few minutes, but please stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to, to, to remember this verse number four. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now uh, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a cloud came together in bewilderment. I want you to underline this. A cloud came together in bewilderment, because each one had their own language being spoken, um, utterly amazed they asked. Underline utterly amazed they asked. Aren't all these, uh, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? They were asking a question. Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us? Hears them in our native language. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews, um, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans. And Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Underline this, we hear them declare declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Somehow ever made fun of them and said. They have had too much wine. I will repeat the last verse. Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Thank you so much uh, for, for, for reading the Word of God with me. I hope, young people, you will also opening your Bibles or reading from the screen together with us. It is important for us to read the Word of God together. Now the very interesting observations that I picked up when I was reading this verse, especially when we look at the Pentecost experience, there are two distinct experiences from this scripture from two distinct groups in terms of their experience at Pentecost. Now this is very interesting, especially in how we said our experience or what we experience. Influences our opinions, our views, our beliefs in certain things. Now there are two groups of people that are mentioned in scripture, as they are presented by Luke in this uh, part of scripture that we have we have read. The first group of people are the believers. Now these had their own different and unique experience, which was different from the experience of everyone else that is mentioned in that scripture. Now, they had their own, uh, their, their, their own different experience, and we're going to go into detail a bit more in terms of trying to understand what they went through and what became of that as a result of their experience. Now, one thing that I want to, uh, the other group that I want to mention is what I would want to call The Others, these are all the people that we have mentioned, and I was reading the Word of God. People who have come from different places, different environments, were gathering in Jerusalem um, uh, for Pentecost. Young people. Pentecost was a was a was a was a was a Jewish holiday which was celebrated fifty days after the Pentecost. So, if you want to understand what's that, so it was a Jewish holiday which was a celebration. Uh, which was happening 50 days after Passover, and people used to gather in Jerusalem for that special celebration. So that's why you hear when we read the Word of God, there were so many groups that have been mentioned that had come from different parts of the world that had gathered in Jerusalem for, uh, 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 for for that it gathered in uh, in Jerusalem for the Passover. Peradventure they stayed as a result of having just finished Passover. They were in Jerusalem at when Pentecost happened, which was 50 days after, after Passover. So you see there's so many people which are described in this instance, the group others that I called others are described as the crowd. So we have an ex- the experience of the believers, which is there, and we have got the experience of the crowd. We've got the experience of the others that I want to call the others. Now, there's certain things that I've picked up from the experience of these two distinct groups uh, of people. The first experience is uh, the experience that I want to talk about, about uh, the the believers. Now, the believers in verse 2, they heard the sound like a blowing of a violent wind. That's one thing that we we hear from the Word of God in terms of the experience of the believers. Number two, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. So they heard. Number two, they saw. And number three, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand the order in which these things are happening. And the fourth thing is they spoke in tongues. So when they heard, when they saw, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues. Now let's switch it over to the other group, to the crowd that was also explained in the verse, in the part of the scripture that we've just read. This is what I call experience number two. So experience number one was the experience of the believers. Experience number two is experience of the other, of the crowd, of the other people who were uh, mentioned in the Bible. Number one, they also heard. In verse six, it mentions they heard the sound. I'm going to read from here, verse six. When they had the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. So number one, in as much, uh, same as the believers, they also Heard the sound. Point number two, when we're looking at the others, they were in bewilderment. Verse 6. Uh, they were in bewilderment. When you look at verse 7, they were utterly amazed. So when they when they heard what they heard, they were utterly amazed by what they were hearing and what they were also, I believe, what they were also seeing. And it, 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 it became a point of discussion to say what is happening here. Point number three, they were concerned with asking questions in terms of trying to understand what was going here. You can imagine this is a very diverse group. This is a very big group with people who are coming from different places. You can imagine each and every one of them has got certain opinions, certain views, certain beliefs about the experience that was happening Two believers, they experienced one. So there was so much curiosity, there was so much interest in terms of trying to understand what was happening. I believe, I'm hoping and believing that each and every one of them were quite confused in trying to understand what exactly is happening. Maybe where they come from, when that experience happens, it signified something. Maybe where they were coming from, when that experience happens, People are quickly able to diagnose, people are able to say, you know what, forget about these people, they are drunk. Point number four, there was so much confusion in terms of what was happening from the experience of the other group. Verse 12 says, they were amazed and perplexed and they asked each other, what does this mean? So imagine a situation where something is happening and the people who are witnessing what is happening have no idea what is happening you can imagine with the number of people the different groups of people the kind of confusion that was there from their experience and last point from the others which i'm calling the crowd that i that happened to them is some of them made fun of the experience so some of them find it as found it as a point of comedy Some of them found it as a point of free entertainment. So the experience of the believers became a source of entertainment to others. What was happening to the believers became a source of joy to other people. Perhaps it is what happens from the experience that they had gone through, maybe from the experience of what others in their respective areas went through, and it became a source of joy a source of free entertainment. I'm sure you all agree with me that whenever there's free entertainment, everyone gets excited because you're not parting with your money. It becomes a joy to be part of, of, that, um, of, of, of that experience. Now, this is quite interesting when I was trying to look at these experiences and, um, and, and and see what was happening. I'm meant to believe that these people were in the same place. I'm made to believe that these people were in the same environment, but their experience of the env- of what is happening is so different, is so, we- so much apart in terms of a look at what is happening from group one and what is happening compared to group two. I want us to zero in on verse number four, which is my 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 my, my power in the text. This is this is what makes everything so different. Now when you read verse number 4 which says I'll read it from here. All of them this is referring to the believers. Um all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I'll repeat. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began and began to speak in other tongues As the Spirit enabled them. Now, when we started looking at, uh, when we started comparing the experience of the believers and the experience of the crowd, points number one and two are the same. They all heard, they all heard a sound, they all heard something. Point number two, they saw, the believers saw what seems to be tongues of fire. I want to believe that. Uh, The others were also in bewilderment. They were amazed because of what they also were seeing. Now, here is the difference. Here is the most important point. What happens after that from experience one and experience two is because of this. Verse number four says to the first group, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the experience of group one and group two at this point is the same. They all heard, they all saw. But the difference in group uh, that happens in here is for group one, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, as we find in verse four. Now, this is a very, very important difference or very important experience that happened to group one, which did not happen to group two. So group two were seeing what is happening, but they did not, or they were not filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what explains the outcome of their experience as a result of that missing link. The first group were filled with the Holy Spirit, and what became of that experience is that they spoke in tongues. So what happened is they were filled with the Holy Spirit as a result of the experience of encountering or being in the presence of the Holy Spirit, they were enabled to speak in tongues. They got this ability to speak in languages they did not learn. They got this power to do something that they had not done. They got this power to be able to be heard by other people who were speaking the languages that they were identifying to but had never learned from that point onwards. Now, this is very interesting. Group number two, they missed the feeling of the Holy Spirit. However, their experience, which lacked the feeling of the Holy Spirit, did not stop them or did not stop us to see the outcome of their experience, the outcome of their beliefs, the outcome of their views, the outcome of their perceptions of what was happening to the first group. Now, this is a very important point. This is a very important point. This is a very, very important point. The experience of the New Testament church. This is the this is this is this is this is the, 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 the point that I want to make at this point. The experience of the New Testament church is nothing without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, the existence of the New Testament church that Pastor Dan is always teaching us week in, week out, is nothing without the presence of the Holy Spirit. However, the absence of the Holy Spirit does not stop the church. Amen. Amen. The absence of the Holy Spirit does not stop the church in courts to have opinions, to have beliefs, to have views on certain things, even though it does not have the Holy Spirit. There's a problem. There's a big problem. Our perceptions, our beliefs, our opinions and views on life are shaped by everything else. If our, if our if if our perceptions, our beliefs, our opinions, and our views in lives are shaped by everything else except the Holy Spirit, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. However, that problem does not stop us from expressing views. However, that light of the spirit does not stop us from having opinions. And views on certain things even if there is no dna of the holy spirit in our actions in our behavior in our attitude in our thinking it doesn't stop people thinking it doesn't stop people behaving it doesn't stop people acting in certain ways even though they do not have the dna of the holy spirit in their lives what am i saying what am i what 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 am i saying as the new testament church we need the holy spirit as the new testament church we need the holy spirit our experience in christ is insignificant without the holy spirit our experience as a new testament church my experience as a believer is insignificant without the Holy Spirit. Now, what we are trying to say here is, even though the church may, may, may decide to go on with their activities, even though the church may decide to go on with their activities, with their plans, without the Holy Spirit, they, they, they can not they can't do that. They can do that. But what is the result of certain things? What is the result of having a church? What is the result of having a be, a believer, what is the result of having a, 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 a New Testament believer living a life without the Holy Spirit? When you go to the points that I mentioned earlier on, when you go to the points that I mentioned earlier on, when, when you become a believer without the Holy Spirit, you are concerned with trivial issues that are so much bent on satisfying your curiosity. You are confused uh, you, you become so confused in terms of what is happening you you, you, you things of god when others are others are being filled with the holy spirit and are enabled to do things that are, are extraordinary some of us find fun out of it when others are being blessed when others are being moved from one level to the other some people become so confused in terms of what is happening all i'm saying is Doing church without the Holy Spirit does not stop you from doing what you're calling church. But all it does, it magnifies, or people are able to see how you perceive, how you view things, how you become so confused, how you become so concerned on very trivial issues, things that that, that, that do not matter. When others are, are being blessed, when other, others are being filled with the Holy Spirit, instead of you being part of what is going on, you become so utterly amazed shock and amazement becomes the order of the day and that's a problem and for some people it's very normal the experience of change is you know what it was so amazing. I was amazed with what was going on, and they end there. With some people, there is so much confusion. Their views, their perceptions on certain things have got nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. And all they do is they take what the world is saying and they run with it. And even in the church, you also find some of certain some of those views, some of those perceptions. There is no Holy Spirit, but it doesn't stop the church from, from it, doesn't stop us from realizing the outcome of their experience. So the experience, the lack of the Holy Spirit does not stop us from seeing their opinions, from seeing their views, from seeing their, 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 their thinking on certain things. That's why, this explains why there's so much, in my view, there's so much confusion in the world. Because whatever is a happening, whatever is a happening, the experiences that people are faced with, it doesn't stop them from having views. He doesn't stop them from, from, from having opinions. He doesn't stop them from, from having uh, 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 perceptions on, 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 on certain things. Without the Holy Spirit, this process of getting knowledge and understanding of our beliefs or the, the process of getting knowledge and understanding uh, uh, and our beliefs and opinions of life, how we view relationships, how we understand the value of money, how, 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 we, how we value success, how we define success, how we deal with failure, our definition of justice, how we perceive failure, how we perceive fairness, how we perceive things like equality, how we perceive things like freedom, uh, gender, sexuality, so our behaviour, our thought process, our decision-making, uh, our choices, and many, 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 many other things. The confusion that we are seeing in this world these days on certain things that I've mentioned above, so much confusion that we are seeing, so much uh, uh, disorganization that we are seeing on, on, on some of these things is as a result of us trying to do things, life is normal, without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I want us to understand what happened first to the first group they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So whatever happened, whatever resulted after the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit, it directed the actions that came thereof. It directed what became uh, 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 the action that became after that. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in different tongues. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in different tongues. Um, our attempt to, What I'm trying to say is, if we try to understand life, if we try to do life outside or without the presence of the Holy Spirit, all that leads to is confusion. All that leads to is us focusing on trivialities. All that leads to is us satisfying our own egos. And you can imagine each and every one has got a perception on certain things. But the Holy Spirit becomes the common denominator. When we live our lives with the Holy Spirit, when the church has got the Holy Spirit in in each and every of their programs, when the church prioritizes the presence of the Holy Spirit in its programming, when the church prioritizes the voice of guidance in its activities, when the church comes together, united by the Holy Spirit, we all do the same thing. Now, when the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible records that they were doing the same thing at the same time. They were all connected. They all, as a result of their experience, were in one accord in terms of what happened as a result of the experience. Now, when there is no experience with the Holy Spirit, don't be surprised when there's so much confusion in the body of Christ. When there is no experience with the Holy Spirit, don't be surprised when there is so uh, 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 different opinions, when there is so much division. When there is so much, so much, so much confusion in the body of Christ, when the, when the Holy Spirit is leading us, it brings the things together. It brings and influences what happens as a result of that. But in the absence of the in the absence of the Holy Spirit, don't expect the same. It will be a situation of 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 confusion. It will be a situation of trying to. Uh, 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 to 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 focus on trivialities, satisfying uh, 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 our, our 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 egos as individuals as leaders, it becomes so disjointed. As the leaders of the church, it becomes so so disjointed when we take out the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. So what am I saying? I'm saying it's important. It's important for us to engage the influence of the Holy Spirit. It's important for us to engage the influence of the Holy Spirit to influence our attitude, to influence our behavior, to influence our views on relationship, to influence our young people, to, to, to have direction in our lives. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you how to express yourself. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you how to make choices. You need the Holy Spirit to help you deal with failure. You need the Holy Spirit to influence your thought processes. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you self control. And you need the Holy Spirit to teach you discipline. And those in business, you need the Holy Spirit to teach you how uh, to deal with money. You need the Holy Spirit to Influence how you deal with money, how you make decisions as a leader. Those who are in church leadership, you need the Holy Spirit to lead you. You need the Holy Spirit to give you direction so that you are able to speak as a result of the action of the Holy Spirit, so that you are able to lead as a result of the action of the Holy Spirit in your life, so that you are able to direct the church in the correct direction, as a result of the action or the experience of the Holy Spirit. As nations, we need to engage the Holy Spirit in our decision-making. I'm sure you all agree with me that there's, there's so much confusion in the world at the moment, especially when we look at the coronavirus and its impact. And the response of different governments in terms of trying to deal with this pandemic, it is my plea, it is my prayer that if even if it is my plea and prayer uh, to our leaders in our church at the lowest level, to our leaders in our in our in our different denominations, in our leaders in different uh, countries, in different parts of the world, to try the Holy Spirit. The whole try the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, from my understanding from what we have read. The Holy Spirit is, does not lead to confusion. When we engage the Holy Spirit, we don't end up in a very confused state on certain views, on certain things. When we engage the Holy Spirit, we don't result in, 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 in us satisfying our own personal egos, in each one each one person driving their own agenda. Each one person has a different opinion interpretation on certain things. It is my plea, men of God. It is my plea, saints. It is my plea Church of God, the, uh, the New Testament Church, let us engage the Holy Spirit. Let us invite the Holy Spirit to influence our actions. Let us invite the Holy Spirit as an individual. Let it be important for me to make sure that in everything that I do, I have the Holy Spirit. In everything that I, I am doing, I prioritize the presence of the Holy Spirit. Why? It is important because an encounter and experience with the Holy Spirit takes away all the confusion. An encounter and experience with the Holy Spirit brings soberness in the church. An encounter with the Holy Spirit brings soberness in a father. An encounter with the Holy Spirit brings discipline to a parent, brings discipline to a church leadership, brings discipline to a young person. It does not need your parents to... In, 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 in as much as your parents can direct you and steer you in certain things. But one thing that can guarantee you to act in a way that your parents would wish for you is when you engage the power of the Holy Spirit. Young people, there's so much confusion, there's so much perceptions, there's so much, so many views, so many opinions that young people feel they are entitled to. It's fine and fair enough. But be very careful that some of those opinions can lead to confusion. Be very careful that some of those con- opinions can lead to destruction. Some Be very careful that some of those opinions are not right for us. And who do we go to? Let's go to the Holy Spirit. Let's call upon the Holy Spirit. Let's call upon the Holy Spirit to direct and guide our actions. Let's call upon the Holy Spirit as a church that he may lead us. Let's call upon, let's have an experience with the Holy Spirit so that he directs our words. Let's have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Let's invite the presence of God in our programming, in our daily walk, in our daily activities, that he may take away the confusion that is in the world. Let's engage the Spirit of God in every of our things that we do in this world. Even in those that seem so trivial, let's invite the presence of God to lead and guide us. Let's invite, let's invite the presence of God to go with us wherever we go. Let's invite the presence of God in our decision making as couples. Let's invite the presence of God as business people in terms of our plans. Let's invite the presence of God to lead and guide us in our plans, activities, direction, plans, vision and everything. As a church, let's invite the presence of God to direct our position as nations that God may bring us together so that we act as a result of the experience of the Holy Spirit. It is important that we have the Holy Spirit to lead us. It is important that we have the Holy Spirit to guide us. Now, as I as I, as I, as I, as I come to a close, I want us to, to understand Uh, what we need to do, what's our homework, what are the things that we need to be doing so that we experience the Holy Spirit of us. The first thing that I want to mention, if there's anyone who's listening at the sound of my voice, uh, uh, who's here, and they've not given their life to Christ, this is an open invitation to you, to say for you to experience, to have an experience with God or with the Holy Spirit, so that every other of your activities are directed by the Holy Spirit. Why don't you make a decision to receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Why don't you make a decision today to say, you know what? I've been living a life of confusion. My perceptions, my views, my opinions, and my beliefs on certain things, they are not in any way influenced by the Spirit of God. But all the same, I still hold those opinions. I'm extending this invitation to you to receive Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, as Lord and Savior of your life. This is why it's important, because receiving Christ as Lord and personal Savior in your life, it starts the transformation process which is guided by the Holy Spirit. So receiving Christ as the Lord and Savior helps to start the transformation process that is guided by the Holy Spirit and in, um, in our lives. The second item I want to mention is, well, in terms of our homework, why didn't you develop a habit of asking the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the things that appear so obvious to you? There are certain things that we hold, that we hold, and we think they are they they are expected. It's obvious that is going to happen. Do you know that sometimes we take for granted just waking up healthy sometimes we take for granted just having food on our table sometimes we take for granted that we have clothes to wear that we have got jobs to go to that we've got life today that we've got good health that here and now in december we have never been in a hospital we have never been hospitalized maybe for some in the rest of their life. There's some things that we think maybe because of our own intellect, maybe because we expect it to happen that way, we think that it's obvious that things are going to happen that way. But I want to encourage and challenge you this morning and say, start seeing the presence of God. Start acknowledging. Start asking the guidance of God. Start engaging the experience of the Holy Spirit, even in things that are so obvious. Here's why it's important. It grows our faith and our dependence on God for everything. It grows our faith and our dependence for God. Our dependence on God for everything. I'm reminded of um, of David when you read Psalm uh, uh, Psalm 1 and 2. A lot of scriptures in Psalm 1 and 2 they talk about how David was inquiring of the Lord. How David was always realizing that you know what. I'm a a, a king, I'm chosen by God. But be that as it may, I still need, I still need the, 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 the presence of God. I still need to inquire from God. I still need to hear from God how I need to progress. I still need to hear from God how I need to move. I still need to hear from God if it's okay for me, if it's the right time for me to go and attack the cities of Judah. David, for him, it was important to inquire of the Lord to understand the importance of the presence of God, whether it was time for him to attack the Philistines or not. He was a chosen man of God. He was used by God, but it was important for him to have an experience with God to direct or to confirm his actions. I'm challenging you saints. I'm challenging you child of God. Start by acknowledging the presence of God in things that appear so small. Start by acknowledging the presence of God. Have an experience with God in things that appear so casual, so obvious, inquire of the Lord. My business, God, I want you to lead me. My job, God, I want you to lead me. I've been asked to do this job. I have no idea how to do it. Inquire of the Lord. Engage the Holy Spirit. Get an experience with the Holy Spirit so that it directs the action, so that it directs the outcome from that experience. I'm encouraging you, saints. Let's 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 start to engage the presence of God. Let's be intentional. Let's be intentional about our sensitivity. To the Holy Spirit. What do I mean by this? Let's be intentional about the place and time. Be in places that helps you to engage, to experience the presence of God. Create time to have an experience with God. Be intentional about this. We learned about this um, um, a uh, a, a few weeks ago when Pastor was teaching us about Procopto. Which is an, in, which is intentional growth. Intentional growth comes by us being intentional about certain things. I'm encouraging you, saints, how we 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 we, we, we grow in our in our in our spiritual awareness. This is important. Being intentional about your sensitivity sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is important. And here's why: because our spiritual awareness helps us to develop a spiritual maturity. Our spiritual awareness helps us to develop spiritual maturity. You know, sometimes when when you want to make a decision, you, you are stuck, you don't know what to do. There's so much confusion around you. And it seems for other people things are going on well. You know what? Engage the gear of the Holy Spirit. Engage the gear of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, once once we're intentional about that, we become aware, we become aware, we become aware, and we become spiritually mature. And the other thing I want to encourage you is be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Respond as guided by the Holy Spirit. And here's why it's important. Now, the Pentecost experience, In this instance, helps us to understand a a bit uh, to understand this point a bit further. The believers spoke from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The action of the believers was as a result of the experience of the Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit enabled them. The Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak. The experience of the Holy Spirit gave them that power to speak in different tongues, it gave them the power to do things that they had never done before. Now, this is important. Because if we, if we try to do things without the Holy Spirit, it doesn't stop us from doing an action. We will do an action, but sometimes the action may not be the right action. Sometimes the outcome of, 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 of that might not be the right one. But I want us to learn from the Pentecost experience that the believers spoke from the outpouring of the holy spirit they were obedient to what the holy spirit was impressing in their hearts they were obedient they were receptive to the action of the holy spirit in their lives and as a result they spoke as a result they spoke in different tongues as a result they were able to do things that they had done they'd never done before so this is my encouragement to you saints trust the holy spirit trust the holy spirit engage the holy spirit engage the holy spirit and as i close let me let me close by saying this our experience in christ our experience in christ is insignificant without the holy spirit our experience as a body of of Christ our ex- experience as a new testament church is insignificant without the presence of the holy spirit you can forget everything else that i've said since i started you can forget everything else that i've mentioned before but i want you to remember this your experience as a believer your experience as a body of christ is insignificant Without the Holy Spirit, it doesn't stop you from acting like a believer. It doesn't stop you from doing things that believers do. It doesn't stop you from having uh, religious programs. It doesn't stop you from being in the presence of those who believe. You, uh, who believe? But I'm encouraging you, sense, that at a personal level, make this a point, and say. God, I want to have an experience with the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to speak as a result of what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life. I want to live a a life that is influenced by the Holy Spirit. As a young person, I want to make decisions that are hinged on the power of the Holy Spirit. As a young person, I want to be directed by you, God that my views, my perceptions, my opinions on things have got a DNA of the Holy Spirit in them. As a leader, I want God that in my decision making, in my leadership, there is the DNA of the Holy Spirit that is influencing my thought process. There is, there is, there is the presence of the Holy Spirit that is influencing and shaping the way I think. My perceptions on how I view money, my perceptions on how I view relationships, my perceptions on how I view freedom, my perceptions on how I view uh, happiness, success, should be influenced by the presence of God. I want us to take a moment as we cross to just say, you know what, God, maybe I've been living a life that has got nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Maybe I've been making decisions that do not in any way show or resemble a life of a believer who is led by the Holy Spirit. Maybe I've never heard of the Holy Spirit. I've never had an experience with the Holy Spirit. I want to give you an opportunity in this day and time to say, God, I want you to change me. I want you to help me to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit. Let my experience in Christ be be, be led by the Holy Spirit. let my experience let my, my life as a, as, a, as a believer, let my life as, 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 as a New Testament is a new uh, as, as a believer be influenced by the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that God may help us that in everything that we do we prioritize the Holy Spirit. Let our experience in Christ be filled, be guided, Be led by the Holy Spirit. I hope and pray that God has blessed us, that God has empowered us, and that God has has instilled something in us, that God has helped us to reconnect with the Holy Spirit, to prioritize the presence of the Holy Spirit, to prioritize the power of the Holy Spirit, and that in everything that we do from this day forward, that we may desire that we are led by the Holy Spirit. I thank you so much, and I pray that God may be with us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, mighty God, and I pray that in everything that I do in my life, in every step that I take as an individual, in everything that we do as families, as leaders, as the body of Christ, I want to pray that God, the Holy Spirit may be the common denominator. I want to pray that, God, in everything that I do, that I may that I may acknowledge, that I may value the experience of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that, God, you may help us as a church to be intentional about the presence of God, to be intentional about the experience of the Holy Spirit in terms of shaping our opinions, our ideas, our views and beliefs on certain things of life. I want to pray that, God, you may help us to realize that without the Holy Spirit, we are nothing. Without the Holy Spirit, we are destroyed. Without the Holy Spirit, we are filled with confusion. Without the Holy Spirit, we are we, we lack soberness. Without the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit, we are not able to do extraordinary things. I want to pray, Heavenly Father, the believers experience in the Pentecost event was influenced by the Holy Spirit. And I want to pray that God, we may have the same desire to have the Pentecost experience in our lives, to have the Pentecost experience of the believers that who prioritise, who, 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 who are ready to receive the Holy Spirit. And as a result of that, they spoke in tongues because of what the Holy Spirit was doing in their lives. Lord, I pray that you may bless each and every one of, of us as we live life, as we continue to acknowledge your presence in our lives. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeams.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pasta on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.